maybe morning, maybe afternoon, maybe evening. You never know when or where these these moments find you. It's a great opportunity on this Wednesday. It's a great Wednesday to be together again. Uh, this uh, day 17 of month five, uh, we're almost, you know, in, in what they call halftime, I guess you could say, of 2023. Uh, the year's getting old. Yeah, it's about gone. I heard you mumbling over there. And... Uh, he is about over. We will be ready to talk about 2024 in just a few moments. And uh, so as we kick off this this time together, we do so. I I, I stress the importance. I heard, I read somewhere. I read somewhere, and and when I, I think it was, I don't know. I'm not even gonna say where it was, but. What I remember from the uh, the piece I read was about uh, the importance of movement, and uh, there was a a gentleman who was featured in this piece, and uh, he was a a local minister of the uh, the town that. Uh, connects to where this this publication, if you please, came from. And they were talking about his church and how uh, he frequently, somewhat regularly, uh, incited, as they would say, the people into physical praise. And this is during the time when uh, folks were shouting every Sunday, and it kind of uh, was frowned upon because, you know, you go in church, and every Sunday you're dancing. And while you're dancing, every Sunday somebody got to get up and start dancing. But uh, he would, uh, in some ways, incite corporate uh, dancing every Sunday in services, and people would ask questions. But this gentleman uh, was a pioneer, if you please. Because he did this in the early 60s and 70s. And what his thought process was, uh, it was centered around a newfound reality. Uh, this was around about the time when uh, ideas and ideals uh, connected to author, arthritis and rheumatism, bursitis, you know, all the family members them distant cousins, if you please. They were starting to creep in, osteoporosis and all that good stuff. And he found that constant movement was significant to people's physical health. And so what his mindset was is combining uh, praise with exercise, and he said that most folks won't go on and do nothing anyway. They didn't believe in exercise, and they didn't believe in going to the gym because, uh, as you, or as I might have omitted, this was a time when, 
black people were in particular were super into their their faith into their ideals and so they didn't do a lot of movement and uh and so he thought he said well they come into church and they believe in praise so why don't i just liven up the the worship experience so that people can get their exercise in at the same time and i won't tell them that's what i'm doing i'll just create an atmosphere where people can do all those different things so uh to some degree in some parts of the world, that is where uh, the introduction of lively worship came from. It was birthed out of an idea of getting people to move while they were uh, in their worship experience. Well, I tell you all that because I like to uh, put into your idea, into your mind, your idea box. Uh, just getting up and walking around your house, uh, uh, stretching your legs or something of that nature, getting up out of the chair and moving around, going to get you a cup of coffee, putting that leg up in the air, making sure it's moving and all that good stuff. Just do all that. Open the curtains, open the front door or something, go out and get a breath of fresh air. And make sure your limbs is moving. That's a good opportunity to help you to, uh, you know, take it to the man, if you will, the man known as Arthur and osteoporosis and arthritis and all them boys and, you know, that stiffness. Just keep moving your limbs. Every time it starts, just keep trying to move your limbs and and keep working on your physical health. God loves it when you when you're healed and, and and the only way to get there is to to also do what you got to do too. So that's that's my little sermon on health today. And I hope that you'll take that into consideration. My dear granny is here, she's gonna pray for us and and uh as she's coming to pray for us, we're going to pray over various things. Your ballots are probably here. And uh, if they are, all most of us are, are, are stay-at-home voters. We worked on that some time ago, and and so uh, our ballots have come to our house. And you got it in front of you. You're trying to figure out what decisions you're going to make. Uh, we're we're going to talk about that in just a few moments. But before uh, we do that, uh, uh, you may have some ideas in your brain or whatever the case may be. So. Uh, we're praying for understanding, and we're praying for uh, uh, that we can look at it and, and vote on our end based upon what our belief system and convictions are. So, so right now we're going to just pray for an open understanding in our voting. Uh, also, there's some decisions going on in the city over there. There's some controversy over there in Ghent. They're trying to knock down or figure out what they're going to do with Maury High School, and and that's causing some problems within our community, so keep that in your, in your prayers, and they're trying to figure out what they're going to do down there in military circle. They don't know what they're doing yet, or they know they don't want what they got, and so that is some controversy, so keep that. Keep your city in your prayers is, is what the the focal point is, as our dear granny comes to 
my dear mama state, and I just call it that, comes to pray. Most gracious and all-wise fathers, we come this morning, we first say thank you. We thank you, O oh God, because we're able to mingle our voices together and to pray and to look to you from which cometh our health and strength. We just thank you this morning. We thank you, O oh God, that we're able to move about. And as we go forth this day, God, help us to go forth trusting you, loving you, and manifesting your word. God, as we come, we ask you to forgive us for any sins, anything that we have done that wasn't right. Let the words of our mouths and the meditation of our hearts be accepted in your sight, O Lord. Help us, O God, to just trust you. Help us to look to you from whence cometh our health and strength. And, God, we lift up every request, as our pastor has said. We lift up this city of Norfolk before you. You know about every aspect of it and God we asking you to let your will be done you knows all about the schools you knows about the cities and the communities God you knows all about it let your will be done God as they tearing down here and building up there God you work it out for us God we put it all in your hands this morning and those that's running for office God you knows who's best for this the seat, and we asking you to let your will be done. We just put it all in your hands, God, because God, you knows best. We don't understand. People say one thing and they do another, but God, I know you knows it all. You knows the very intents of every heart. You know the very imagination of what they're saying and what they're doing. And God, we give it all to you. And we say thank you this morning. We praise you this morning, God. And we put it all in your hands. Because God, you're the only one knows it all. And you're the only one can fix it all. So we give it to you. And we say thank you. And we give your name all the honor, all the praises, and all the glory to you, Lord Jesus. And we say thank you. In Jesus' holy name, amen and amen. I come from a different generation. I realize that. I am, even though I feel old sometimes and not as old as some, uh, I don't really know or understand what it's like to walk down the street and have a certain group of people or a certain community of people come by and, and it poses me to look down at my shoes. I don't know what it's like to find myself uh, thirsty and realizing that I'm coming up on a a water cooler, but that water cooler is not for me, so I have to pass by two or three coolers, if you will, to get to the one that is marked colored. Uh, the same with the bathroom situation. Uh, there might be seven bathrooms in the near vicinity, but the one that marked colored is all the way on the other side, so it may take me 15 to 20 to get to the bathroom to relieve. I don't know nothing about all that. I don't know nothing about all that. I recognize that there was a time when it was important 
it was important to make sure that if uh, our ideas and ideals were to find its way into the political or the public conversation, it only would happen if we had people who looked like us at the table. I, I understand there was a time that was necessary. You could not, and even in today's time, I, I think it still holds relevant, that you cannot uh, truly have a conversation about any particular people group. Uh, let's not just speak about black people. We can talk about the, the Asian community, the, the uh Caucasian community, the, the, any type of people group that you wish to focus on. There are certain ideas and ideals that can only come to the surface when it is expressed by people who match the community that they're trying to speak on behalf. Let me just go ahead and clear it plain to you. Uh, we have a situation that's coming up here in the city where there are two candidates that is running to uh, for a particular chair, and uh, most of us got issues and got problems and got situations that that she cannot address. She don't know nothing about it. Uh, that's the same thing if I was to run on behalf of the women's league. I don't know anything about being a woman. Y'all got issues and emotions and hormones and all sorts of things that are uh, restrictive or exclusive to the woman race or the woman gender. And any man who might think that they have their finger on the pulse of womanhood, any man who might think that they uh, have an understanding because they grew up with sisters or around a lot of women, you might, women's could I say, excuse me, let me correct myself, you might think because you uh, have been thrust into uh, certain situations that uh, cause you to have to deal that you know, but they you're still a man. I'm still a man. And there are certain things that I can have empathy for, that I can sympathize with, uh, but I don't know anything about. And so those realities are real, that we need in every conversation all people groups, all ideas and ideals at the table to make sure everybody is heard. Let me get back to this race thing for a second because that's where I want to hang my hat. Because even though all the different things I just mentioned is true, even though I am a proponent of every people group having their representation and every people group being heard. I'm also not a proponent of people just being in spots just because they share my color 
oh, we'll look at the ballot. Some of us have done it for years, and uh, the first thing that comes out of our brain is are they a Democrat or a Republican? If they are not a Republican and they are at the top of the list of contenders for us to vote for. I've been in in polling situations, uh, worked for certain campaigns, if you please, and when I'm out there handing out the literature and uh, I, I walk up to people and I say, you know, I'm working for ABCDE or something of that nature. And the first thing out there, is he a Democrat or is he a Republican? Because if you're going to tell me he's a Republican, we ain't got enough to talk about. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's fair. Because if you go back in time and you really think about it, well, first of all, Republicans is the reason why you're free. It was Abraham Lincoln who, uh, whether it was by choice or by force, he still stroked the pen to the executive order that was uh, identified as the Emancipation Proclamation that led to the uh, 13th Amendment that abolished slavery. That was a Republican. When you go and you talk about the integration of schools and the de-escalation of the stress and uh, the Klan and various persons who were trying to uh, put types of ideas and ideals into the idea, into the minds, into the vein of communities, and, and bully people at the polls, and bully people at the job sites, and bully people at the churches, and so forth and so. On and they required some action. It was a Republican in Dwight Eisenhower that sent people into various places to de escalate the racial tension. A Republican did that. When you talk about uh, the struggle of rapid uh, AIDS and other deadly diseases that was happening to your ancestors and your connected to same over in the continent of Africa. It was a Republican in George W. Bush who pushed the thing called PEPFAR, which eradicated and even saved various uh, ideas and ideals in the medical department that pushed those ideas through to make sure that proper medicines were available in those poor countries. A Republican did that. A Democrat couldn't have got that through even if they tried. Four Democratic leaders from Jimmy Carter to Barack Obama to Bill Clinton, all of them have argued. There was no possible way that a Democrat could have got that through, but that Republican could. The conversation on climate change and sea level rise. Oh, you think now, oh, oh, that's just some social stuff from them super liberals. But the truth of the matter is the Environmental Protection Agency came from a Republican named Richard Nixon. So when you say, oh, they're Republican, I'm done. Well, 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 you might be shooting yourself in the foot. Because Republicans have done some great things in time. 
Are they Republican? Are they Democrat? That's the first question. The second question is, what color are they? Because they don't look like me, then I don't want to vote for them. Well, a huge number of your schools are in decline. The education system in this city alone is in decline. It is literally down as low as it can be. Norfolk is not even on the registry as it pertains to education. But you know who runs the system? All your cousins. The superintendent is one of your cousins. The mayor is one of your cousins. You got three cousins down there on council, how your communities look. So we continue to vote these people in office because they are cousins. And what have we gotten from these people? I'm just asking questions. Just curious. I voted you in because you black. But when I need you, it's the white folks that I got to call for support. I'm just I'm just keeping score. That's all. Just keeping score. I look around at various things that happen. I look around at various programs and projects that are going off that are benefiting the community, that are benefiting the citizenry. And nine times out of ten, it is being put into motion. It is being pioneered. It is being uh, introduced by people who do not look or feel like us. Has anybody ever asked the question, what them people down there do? Oh, they were vocal. Vocal about what? A dog is vocal. But after he gets through hollering and turning around twice, he's going to lay down and lick his genitals. <laughs> oh, Lord, help us, Jesus. Help us. A bird is vocal, but after he gets done screaming and hollering, tweeting in the trees, he's going to go in some cold, cold part of the ground and just lay there and watch it without being seen. So you talk about these people as vocal, but vocal about what? What has their vocalness got you in the last 24 to 48 months? Nothing. I just ask questions. I'm just curious. Some of you have been over there in that that area over there with with certain projects, and uh, you've had your lives disrupted, if you please. I, I just wonder. You've been to all the meetings. You've been to all the informative sessions. At any one of them meetings, oh, they're showing up now. 
But where were they when you was trying to figure out the dirt from the soil? Where were they when they was trying to figure out what the plants were? Where were they when you was trying to figure out what the burn was? You ain't see them people that ain't show up. Truth. That's the gospel truth. But now they want to vote. So they come and knock it. I called one of the people and and I asked the question because I wanted to know. I wanted to know. And they, they looked at me and they said, well, you have to understand that, that we have to uh, put uh, our differences aside and be more interested in preserving our caucus. Well, let me ask you this question. So you want me to bury a person who taught me how to tie my shoes and dry the naps in my head? You want me to bury that person? You want me to choose politics over people? See, these are the questions you got to ask yourself when you talk about voting. It's about who the person that you know is going to be in your corner. And then that's the other thing that I want to talk about that that is going to seal the deal on this right here. It's about who the person that the good Lord has sent. Because he sent somebody to work. And he may not be a black man. He may not be a white woman. He may be a Jew. He may be a Gentile. He may be a Greek. He may be from one of them people with the rainbow. You might be shocked before you die that some of your greatest moments of deliverance may come from people who raise a flag that identifies with an ideology that you've been bashing for the last couple of decades. You may be surprised that your greatest deliverance in the next five to ten years, I wouldn't be shocked. The greatest advancement to our people is the greatest deliverance to our nation and come from gay folks. I wouldn't be shocked. So I ask you to peel all that garbage, that garbage that they spewing at you down at them churches. Because some of them preachers is in with them, in bed with them, they crooks. I'm just going to tell you the truth. You know it. I ain't, got, I ain't telling you nothing. You don't already know. They didn't collect your tithes money and gave it to somebody else. And when you got hung and used that, the white folks getting food. The black man took your check and the white man fed you. I, I'm just keeping score. Just keeping score. 
So I ask this morning that you would consider in your community. I ask for you to look at that paper and and you have a real conversation with your God. And you take what I have supported or have presented today. And my prayers, you take it not as a moment of political warfare, but as a moment of righteous ideology. And then you make your call. Not only that, I pray that in this community of thought that you will go and look at things objectively. Look at things morally. And I'm not talking about the morality that the society is preaching because their morality is angry and frustrating. I'm talking about God's morality. God's morality, you will find that it does not line up with political morality. You don't paint God's morality on a T-shirt. Don't nobody like God's morality. If you, if somebody's agree, if you got a whole group of people agreeing on something, God, most time it ain't God's stuff. Because don't nobody really agree on God's stuff. That is my prayer this morning for you. That is my prayer this morning for our community, our cities our states, there are people who will cry loud as they would say and spare not for the liberty and the justice of all of God's people. That is my prayer as Brother Dennis comes to pray. Good morning. Let's pray. Father God, we just want to ask you for guidance and uh, assurance that whoever we choose or whoever we decide, that it'll be your will. And we have to just lay it on at your feet, that you will guide us in the right direction. Lord, we just want to thank you for today. We want to thank you that we could come and, and understand a little bit better about who you are and how you lead us. Lord, we just want to give you all the glory that you provide for us on a daily basis. We just want to thank you for what you do. We just want to thank you for who you are. Lord, give us the strength to be the Christians we need to be. Give us the strength to be the light that you want us to be. Lord, just continue to protect us, guide us, bring us back on Sunday that we may hear your word and that we may uh, flourish in, in what you do for us. So we just want to give you that glory. In your name we pray. Amen. God bless. Have a great week. Thank you.